95% is already programmed. And if we want something different, we're going to have to work with that 95%. We're going to have to undo some of that. We're going to have to unlearn the crap. <laughs> Welcome to the Phase 4 Podcast, inspired by Vishen Lakhiani and Ajit Nawalkar, co-founders of Evercoach, a division of Vine Valley. In this podcast, we speak to coaches and creatives about where they were, where they are, and where they are going. This is the intersection of what we focus on expands, and your story is your superpower. Kathy Baldwin is my guest today, and she's a transformational leader, an author, a coach, a speaker, a digital creator, I'm so much more, and she has definitely the coolest company name I've heard, so I'm definitely grateful that she's decided to join me, and we're going to jump into a lot of topics today, so maybe get a pen and paper, because this will be an information session, and Kathy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me here. Yeah, thank you. So I'm always love to kind of begin with, how did you end up in this space? Just like probably a lot of people, uh, you go on living your life, um, you just kind of follow along with the way everything was set out and life gives you a little tap on the shoulder and a little whisper in the ear and you kind of squat it away. And when you um, swat it away enough times, it gives you a two by four and takes you down. <laughs> well, the universe took me down because I was too strong for too long and I was ignoring the inner whisperings of the universe and my inner self. And I was actually put into a place of absolutely nothing. And I had the amazing gift of being able to shed all of the past and use everything that I've been learning for the last 35 years and actually implement it, heal myself come directly into myself and really embrace everything that I had learned. That's how I do. Yeah. Yeah, that's so powerful, right? It's like sometimes we have to go so low. There's in Zen Buddhism a couple of philosophies about how to attain enlightenment. And one is Kensho and one is Satori. And Kensho, you have to go low. Satori is just kind of an aha moment. But either way, you come out enlightened and your story... Your Kenjo story, it's similar to mine. It sounds like, yeah, you lose everything, right? And then you kind of have to ask yourself those tough questions that maybe you didn't ask yourself. And now you figure out, hey, how can I take the worst thing and make it the best thing? And your story becomes your superpower. Absolutely. I I got to this place where Humpty Dumpty broke into a million pieces. There was no putting me back together. And when I looked at who I was and the life that I had, I didn't want to go back. There were so many disempowerment things that were happening. I truly believe that our society was designed to keep us disempowered, keep us going along with their rules, their flow, so that we'd be consumers and workers for their system. And coming to this place, I actually got physically connected to the universe. I got physically connected to my inner self. Uh, 
it was magical and I was able to really tap into the language my body was speaking to me. Yeah. Did you that did you have like a transcendental moment? That's what that sounds like, but maybe I'm wrong. I no, what did I transcend that's a moment? It was more of a process. It was it was rebuilding of myself. Um and then slowly piece by piece and then it, it was it's really hard to describe but the things that i learned about myself and the world how how everything is an interconnected interrelated system we are biochemical we are electromagnetic we are biologically connected to ourselves in each system as well as to the external systems of the world and, and the energy of the world of, and universal creation. And there is no separation between me, you, and, and the universe. It, 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 it went from a theoretical intellectual uh, concept to an actual embodiment and letting it. Yeah, hell yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> It's true, right? There's a symbiotic relationship between us, the planet. Like we saw it even during COVID, the, the canals of Venice cleaned, the, cleaned themselves up when we just stayed at home for a little bit. And I think I even saw something, the hole in the ozone layer closed. And Yeah. And the air was clean and it was quiet. And oh, yes, I truly believe that uh, COVID was a reset button for the earth. I, I truly believe that we have been using these systems of, of big business and pharma and government and education and and they become their own um protective system at the cost of everything and everyone else 100 percent, especially pharma when you talk about it the pills they don't get rid of any problems they're just abandoned they cover it up and i know this from experience i took 33 pills a day for a decade because the doctor told me to and then i had that potential moment and I for a decade and then I came out the other side like a beautiful butterfly from the caterpillar which sounds like your story but you're also sounding like a phoenix rising from the ashes yeah that's exactly what it was is uh when I was in my lowest point I I I didn't know who I was I could think I, I was um totally like a newborn baby and I was going to, wow, I've never, I knew I was going through a birthing process, but that's the first time I've used those words. That, that uh, gave me goosebumps. Um, anyway, I went to the doctors and they gave me pills. And one of the psychiatrists that I went to see actually created the lowest point in my life where I ended up in the hospital. And I thought, this is what our professionals are doing. Okay, Kathy, um, it's up to you. You're either going to heal yourself or you're going to die. And so I guess maybe it was one of those um, trades and mental moments because I came to this realization. And as soon as I came to this realization, I knew I had the power. I knew I had the information. I knew everything was just there for me. And everything that I'd been learning about neurology and biology and uh, quantum physics and uh, spirituality and all of it, it all said the same thing. 
Yeah, that's so powerful. So this is kind of what happened to me. I, I heard like a neuroscientist, a yogi, an athlete, a military leader, a motivational speaker, and they were all saying exactly the same thing. And I was like, yeah. wow, maybe I should listen. Absolutely. And they've been saying it for thousands of years. Right. And we got purposely taken off of our path. I agree. Stand, sit, kneel, and do it again. Um, so maybe that's kind of how you how you ended up in this space. And so now let's move into this space. And what are you doing? Um, your company, I got to tell you, is brilliant. I love it. And the name of it is just so good. And we'll get to your book as well after, but maybe just for now, let's stick inside your company. How I know how it came about, but what do you do and what are you offering? Okay, so Rise Up Coaching uh, was born out of the fact that when I had my breakdown, I had been coaching and training people in sales for 25 years. I had taken over 100 different um, courses, mentors, uh, programs. I, I mean, I had done it all. And I used that to uh, build up businesses and build up salespeople. And so when I had this moment and I realized exactly what system I was a part of, I thought, no, I, I, I can't be a part of that anymore. And so I wanted to take those skills, that knowledge and my own personal journey and bring it to people, hoping that I could catch them before they lose everything. Because I truly believe that if we hadn't been taught the language of our body, how our senses work, how all those um, neurons and stapsis in our brain and how the gut biome and all of that, if we had been taught that and to understand how our body is speaking to us and understand how we can program ourselves and how we can turn on and off our own stress, we are so powerful. But we've been led to believe that if you have a problem, you are helpless, so go get a pill. Go get a, uh, a trained expert. Do you know, um, I was reading about mental health when I had my breakdown, and it basically said, we don't know what causes this, but make sure you deal with a trained licensed professional. And I thought, you know what? I know more than most of you. You don't know anything, and yet you're, you're still funneling us through this system that is so broken and outdated yeah that's beautiful i totally agree so now you almost gave a segue in your book so the title of your book explains kind of everything you just said but can we talk about your book maybe well yeah it was funny because when i built rise up coaching and i was putting together uh, my programs to teach everybody how they can understand their own innate power that they have it's never going to come from anyone else. As soon as I finished all that, I it, the, I had a universal download in one of my meditations. And it was like, this is a book. This is how you're going to teach the masses. This is how we are going to change the frequency and the vibration of our earth and rise us up, which is the name of my company, Rise Up Coaching. Because I truly believe as we work our frequencies up, we are going to spread that energy through the world because it's 
it's physics. It, it's not something that people have to believe in because it's just physics. Uh, and that that's a part that I love is that I get to bring this message to people that they don't have to just trust me or believe me because I'm not the expert. I just put all the experts information together in a way that, so yes, the book was written and it's called uh, Unlearn the Crap about uh, personal success and empowerment because I, I believe that we were never taught what we need to know for ourselves. And just like the Wizard of Oz, uh, and at the end, Linda the Good Witch says, you've always had it within you. Well, we've been told this book, it's time to implement. It's time for us to come together. It's time for us to rise up. Beautiful. Yeah. It reminds me of a Wayne Dyer story. So he says like, he explains it like he lost his keys. And so he goes outside under the streetlight and he's looking for his keys. And all of a sudden the neighbors come in there are trying to help him. And what are we doing? We're looking for the keys. Where'd you lose them? Inside. Well, why are we looking outside? Right. And it's like same thing where people are looking outside for answers when all you have to do is just get quiet and silent and ask questions. The answers will come. And even a, a part of what you said back there is like there was a, a, a Satori moment, actually, where like you realize, oh, OK, I, I don't need to listen to all these people. The system just keep doing it. We see it in the school, right? Like the school system, it's still like this where. The kids have two 15 minutes and a half an hour lunch. And what are we preparing them to work on like a assembly line still or something? I don't get it. Yes. Well, that is what our school system is built on. Uh, and that's one of the things I bring up in the book. Uh, can I give a little bit of a history thing that, okay, cool. This, this fascinates me. Okay. So when the dark ages ended, the church took over the rule and the church declared that we are going to be the beers of all um, judgment and what, who knows what, who gets to have this knowledge. And they hoarded knowledge and books and reading and they hoarded to themselves and they only let a select few learn about this. Well, then we had Sir Isaac Newton who came along and discovered that um, we could be divisible down to the smallest particle. And so our world was now divided in silos and we were all disconnected. At the same time, we had uh, Descartes who went to the church from medicine and said, look, we can't advance medicine until you let us autopsy. And so the church said, fine, you can have the body, but we take the heart and soul. And so now we're divided and we're living in a, a society that's all um, divided into silos. Industrial revolution comes along. Well, they need workers. So they grab everybody from their farms and their communities and say, come, we will protect you. We will give you a paycheck. We will give you safety. So they were taken away from their community, their families and their support system, moved to cities where they didn't know anybody. And now the... Um, Government comes along and says, oh, well, we will create a school system that will teach people what you want them to know so that they can become workers for you. And anybody who was creative or, intellect, or um, intellectual or outside the box, they were deemed unnormal. And now we come along and bring pills for conformity and get people... And now we're starting to judge people 
you know, right, raw, you fit, you don't. And we have this whole system that is totally dividing us from ourselves, from our, our, our passion, from our innate ability to know who we are and drive our own bus. And we wonder why we have mental health issues and disease and sort yeah. of went on rant. <laughs> no, no, I love it. Like even I'm going to unpack some of it, but even just the idea of like, we're coming up in an election year and it's like um, Republican, Democrat. And so people are so divided from the rhetoric. And really what's happening is you're both pawns playing to a bigger thing that you don't realize that you have to have both or it doesn't work at all. Right. So that's, but that's, I digress. So Isaac Newton, we're talking about cause and effect. The apple falls from the tree. We got gravity. The apple has to fall and then it goes to the ground. That he found out during a pandemic. And then Rene Descartes, I think, therefore I am separation of church and state. And through that, we've got science. And then science and spirituality have been fighting forever. But now we got guys like Joe Dispenza, Bruce Lifton, Greg Braden, marrying it all back together and explaining it. And even if to go as far as you're talking about physics, so we got quantum physics is explaining like yoga sciences from thousands of years ago. So I think the people are starting to wake up a little bit more to rise up, as you say. And the reason that resonates so much is because I'm like the same, right? My whole story, caterpillar, butterfly, phoenix, rising from the ashes. And on the day I was born, the number one song on the top 100 billboard charts was Rise Up. You did tell me that, and that is so awesome. Wow. That's why you uh, connected so well with me energetically. Yeah, it could be geography, too. We're pretty close to each other, so. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you brought up a point that I wanted to further expand on, and that is we talk about the universal law of attraction, but nobody talks about the other 11 universal laws and just like um, cause and effect so Newton discovered that but he negated all the other ones number one we are all one we are energy energy cannot be created or destroyed the law of compensation what you give is what you will get that there is equal amounts of um, compensation for what you put forth so just like the pendulum swinging and when you bring up um, how far divided we are and how much um, hate and war and everything else is going on in the world, I'm truly believing that the pendulum is almost at its extreme. And it is us bringing this energy that's going to bring it to the other end. I agree. I think it's a part where there has to be, like, throughout history, right, there's Every time like some new evolution or new something beautiful comes, there's always like some darkness before that, the darkest hours before the dawn, if you want to use a metaphor. But that's, I totally agree with that. And then, yeah, like the law of entropy, right? Is that where energy can't be destroyed? It can only be shifted. So yeah, energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only be um, transmuted or transferred. And so everything that, is is already here energy and but quantum scientists i don't know if you uh know this i just recently learned it 
when you go down to the smallest up um, of the atom and they discovered that it was either a particle or a wave. Well, until consciousness hits it, it's nothing. It is in limbo and it is nothing but pure potential. Yeah. It can be what consciousness brings it to be. And there's something called the observer effect where it changes when somebody watches it. That's what I'm talking about. That when the consciousness comes in, now it comes alive and it becomes something, which is when we talk about thoughts become things. That's our consciousness bringing the potential that is sitting out there waiting to be born into reality. That's awesome. So I, I know all of this and I never actually put it together just the way you did, which is thoughts become things. And I'm always like, yeah, but not really. Like you still have to put action behind it. So that's the consciousness stepping out and doing it. So yeah. that's, I love it. Well, that's what I'm talking about with the universal laws. You still have to have inspired action. And the universal law of polarity says that there is a, um, op everything has two sides. Everything is polar. So if you are looking to create one thing and something else appears, well, all you have to do is change your relativity, the law of relativity. And now you can choose the polar opposite. You can create that inspired action and, and you can be rewarded with a lot of compensation. We have the power by our intention, by our consciousness of putting it into that moment of that energy. And those are our thoughts and those are our feelings because our feelings are the vibration, the frequency. Yeah, 100%. And so I just want to jump on to fear from that for a second. So fear, you're stuck in your head. People do it all the time. I do it. We all do it where you're thinking about it. Oh, my God, what could go wrong? Blah, 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 blah. So instead of that, when you have these amazing ideas, do something to take action. Like even if you write down and expand that idea or call someone and tell them or make a video, whatever. Take some kind of action. Robin Sharma says that like the the greatest ideas, like the people who always have the best ideas in history, they never leave the scene of a great idea without birthing it into a physical action. And that could be as simple as writing it down. Absolutely. That is inspired action. That is the movement of it. But I have a different sway on fear, if you don't mind. Well, our brain is divided into three parts. So we have our um, limbic brain, which is only wants to keep us alive. So it says, am I safe? Am I not safe? Then it goes to the emotional part of our brain. Everything that has happened to us before that becomes a program has an emotion attached to it. So that those programs can be immediately uh, released by the emotion which are chemical hormones that go off in our body. So that's the physical part of, of all of this. Then, um, then it goes to the intellectual part of our brain. Well, if we're fearful, that means that our um, reptilian part of our brain says, whoa, I'm not programmed for this. I don't know what it is. And so for me, I believe that fear says, you're in new territory, pay attention. So now you need to make a conscious decision. Do I want to continue going or do I want to turn around and go back to safety? And that, that to me is all it is, is your body saying, okay, 
something's new, don't know what it is. But if you've decided that you want a better life, if you want a new body, if you want to travel, if you what whatever it is, you are going to run across those fears over and over and over again. And every time you pass them, you expand. What we focus on expands. Um, so true, right? So I used to be kind of let fear stop me. And I might come back to the same idea later on. But in the moment, I would kind of let it stop me. But now when it comes up, I'm like, first of all, I'm like, is this excitement or fear? Because they feel the same. But then I'm also like, it's a signal, right? It's important to you. Otherwise, you wouldn't care about it, right? So if I have to go on stage and give a speech and I have butterflies in my stomach and that's because it's important. Like when I have to shovel the snow, it's, I don't fear it because it's whatever. It's just snow. But I want to just get something for everyone here. So I'm glad you said reptilian because that's what I was writing down. So limbic brain is reptilian. When she's talking about the emotion, that's the amygdala. That's the emotional center of the brain. And then if we can get out of that emotion and fear and turn it to the prefrontal cortex, which is the intellectual part of the brain, well, now all of a sudden you can think and organize ideas and pull information and you're turning the analyzer from the emotional brain down. Absolutely. Absolutely. But we got to remember that the emotional part of our brain runs everything. And that is also our unconscious programming, which is 95% of what we do. So when we know that 95% is already programmed and if we want something different, we're going to have to work with that 95%. We're going to have to undo some of that. We're going to have to unlearn the crap. Yeah, that's brilliant. Good segue. And so the, the idea of the programming running it, it's, it means you're just repeating it without even knowing it, especially of subconscious. So this is why habits are so important because if you can form the right habits consciously, they become automatic, they become subconscious, and then you automatically do it. I'll tell you from my own experience, a couple of days ago, I just had a really bad day, a lot of stuff that I didn't expect, whatever, challenges, I'm sure every, we all have it, right? But just, I could have really easily have got stuck in the moment and like, I'm not doing the sit-ups, I'm not doing the push-ups, I'm not going to meditate and journal, and I'm not going to do all this stuff today because I don't feel good. But it's so automated in me now that I just do it anyway. And the, the subconscious program that did that anyway ended up allowing me to just shorten that refractory period to like less than five minutes when, man, a couple of years ago, five years ago, I would have stayed there for a couple of weeks or months. <laughs> Absolutely. Because our brains are programmed just to keep us alive and keep us safe. And those programs are designed to be right 100% of the time. If our programs are wrong, then our brain thinks we're going to die. It really thinks we're going to die. And so it will do everything in our power to try to protect us. And that's why, yes, um, programming yourself, making those decisions from the intellectual part of your brain and then programming it so that you are the master of your own ship but also learning how to turn on and off your central nervous system. Yeah. Which is easy, but no one told us. Yeah. That's like meditation, getting the right amount of sleep, eating foods that are happy, and all these things will regulate you without even doing it. 
when we talk about program, I tell I tell people like I hypnotize myself all the time. Every night I do auto hypnosis. It goes on all through the night. Uh, in the morning, I listen to the same audio. Sometimes I have some motivational tracks where I'll listen to at the gym or running that are exactly the same. And I'm intentionally brainwashing myself. And it's brainwashing. Yeah, we're doing it for success, right? But then the counter to that is people are like, oh, you're a little much. And I'm like, but you're doing it anyway. You just don't realize it, right? Like You feel like crap because it's because you put on the news every day at 5 o'clock and then you feel like crap. Our marketing um, companies are so smart. We have so much information on how the brain works, on how human behavior is, how all all of this uh, happens. Then they use it for their purpose. Now, if we know how our brain works and we understand those programs, then when it happens to us, we're like, ah, you think I'm falling for that? And we become... Um, Conscious creators instead of sheep. Yeah. And you see this in marketing with like subliminal messages. I'm trying to find in the psychology book I got. It's a, it was a vodka company. I can't find it, but they somehow they put in the word in the ice cubes, the word sex and like just a subliminal hit that nobody even realized. But then over time, like it makes them feel attractive and you know what I mean? And it's like, whoa. So, like, they're definitely doing it on purpose when they're doing it like that, right? Absolutely. Do you know the four different um, models of Teslas? No, let's hear it. S-E-X-Y. <laughs> wow, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. He knows what he's doing. And when we are aware of it, then we can not only program ourselves, but then we are, um, we're not... Can I tell you a story that I heard a little while ago? Yes, please. Okay. So um, somewhere in Turkey, there was, I think it was 249 sheep committed suicide. And so this Australian uh, researcher is like, sheep don't commit suicide. They don't have that part of the brain that, you know, makes them want to die or, you know, how did this happen? So he went to Turkey and he found that the sheep were being herded. Well, the guy in the front thought the guy in the back was pushing the sheep where he wanted them to go. And the guy in the back thought the guy in the front knew where he was going, so he just followed along. Well, they ended up at a cliff and the first sheep fell off of the cliff, so the other sheep followed a thousand sheep went over the cliff. 249 died because the rest just walked off of the dead sheep. They they just they just fell in line. At no point did anyone say, hey, this might not be such a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather be a lion than a sheep, that's for sure. Absolutely. And we're being programmed to be sheep. We're being programmed to stay in the lanes and we're told there's something wrong with us if we're not conforming yeah programmed and prodded and even what you're saying there and this isn't just my own experience other coaches spiritually awakened whatever you want to call it the same thing they're in their communities and the rest of their families are like you guys are freaking weird and it's like really because you believe in a god that hates you and thought you were 
bad the second you were born. So anyway, I don't want to get there. I don't want to go there, but uh, go ahead. That is part of the programming that's been going on for centuries. Yeah. It, 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 it's programming. And just like anything new that comes along, you know, um, Blockbuster went out of business because they did not believe that anyone would stop going to the store to rent a, um, a movie. They didn't believe that anyone would just start downloading it. And now, can you imagine living without streaming video, without Netflix, without all of this? And that was somebody who was just saying, I can't see far enough, so I'm going to hold on to my own ways. Instead of being open-minded and realizing that we're learning more every day. Like I subscribe to this uh, neuroscience magazine, and every day I'm reading a new finding that they're finding out about. There's yeah. more that we don't know than what we know. Yeah, that's a part of it, too. The doctors are not even intentionally trying to hurt you. They're just also a part of the system of sheep. And they went to school 30 years ago. And even if they are reading new journals every day, they're not getting all of it. And there's just too much and everything's changed. Beliefs obviously have a lot to do with it. And I don't want to say, like, don't see a doctor. There's a part where the Western world's important. If a girl's having a baby, maybe we need to get in there. If you have an infection, yeah, you need some amoxicillin or something like that. If you have, right? So if it's an acute issue, yeah, you have to deal with it. But we're talking about prolonged issues, chronic diseases, chronic diseases that you can't even see. Those are all like part of your mind and you can change it just by changing your beliefs. And the blockbuster thing, do you know that they were offered from the creators of Netflix, like millions, I don't know the number, but it was something crazy. And they're like, exactly what I was saying. They're like, no, the other one never work. And <laughs> now they have no story. I have so many stories of brilliant, successful people who were so locked into their success. Blackberry. Blackberry did not imagine that anyone would leave Blackberry. They became so ingrained in their own thoughts and beliefs that they couldn't see the future and they lost something that was so important to the world and it can never really be replicated. Yeah, they, they were hanging on to the keyboard maybe a little too long and they should have just, you got to adapt with the times, right? And reinvention, recreation, evolve and rise up. Absolutely, rise up. Can I can I go back to one thing you were talking about with doctors? Please, yeah. I, I've been diagnosed with fibromyalgia. Well, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia after 30 years of suffering. The doctors were looking for cancer. They were looking for everything. The, the pain in my body, the, the effects of it happened. Now I know that that was stress and inflammation. That was changing the microbiome of my body. It was holding all of that cortisol within my body, which was now creating inflammation, which created the pain. And so I became uh, an energy healer and I actually released my trauma energetically. I released all of those trapped emotions by being an emotion and body coach healer. And I realized the energy is within us and we have the power to even heal ourselves energetically, thoughtfully, um, intentionally, consciously. 
Yes, yes. I agree 100%. So I did the same thing. I healed myself. Like I said, a decade of chronic pain, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Um, now it's like a new story, right? That was my old victim story. I don't want that story anymore. But it's part of our evolution. When we understand that that is the physical manifestation of what energy and the universal laws are doing. Yeah. How about your pain now? Um, I'm slowly getting off the drugs. Uh, my, my pain is still there. I mean, it was 30 years. 30 right. years of adrenal fatigue, 30 years of trauma, 30 years of high, high stress. So it's not going to heal itself overnight. But I am a hundred times better than I was. And right. And every day getting better and better. That's what I was going for. So like the thing is still there. So if it was a 10 out of 10, now it's like a two or three out of 10. Yep. That's what Definitely. I'm talking about. Yeah. Perfect. That's great. Um, and so fibromyalgia for anyone who doesn't know, it's just different pains in your body that are unexplainable. People can't explain it and there's no rhyme or reason. And it shows up at different times in different spots. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's within your body. It's on your skin. It, um, mainly up and around the shoulders at the back, but it's been found everywhere. You know, uh, I couldn't touch my feet. You couldn't touch my back. It's it's chronic pain like you don't. I did not know that people live without pain because my life was such filled with pain that it didn't occur to me this wasn't normal. So I never told anyone about my pain because I... Your brain normalizes stuff. Your brain makes things easier to cope with by normalizing it. It's a coping. It's a, it's a, a way of a survival mechanism. Yeah, for sure. And it, it's the same thing happens with our greatness too. We just think other people are the same and doing the same and we're not. So like with the pain, you just figure everyone's doing it so you don't talk about it. But then the other thing with greatness, we're all unique and we all have greatness inside us doing different amazing things but we just figure oh yeah that's not that big a deal like probably everyone's doing that it's not true man your greatness is for the world to see and don't keep it to yourself because it's selfish as we begin to wind up go ahead thank you for saying that yes thank you uh, so i was just gonna say as we begin to wind down if this episode resonates with you please like subscribe share and follow but never any hard sell and if you think Kathy can help you, reach out. She's got a wealth of experience, so she's not just sympathetic. She can be empathetic. She told you how she healed herself, and so now she can help you do that too. She's going to help you rise up and take back your power, break free of the matrix, and get rid of all these societal dogmas. Yeah. I think I always ask everybody this. Um, this is a Phase 4 podcast, and Phase 4 in the Six Phase Meditation by Vishen Lakhiani is all about creating your future three years out. So where is Kathy Baldwin three years from today? Oh, um, my mission and my purpose and my passion is to spread the word about personal empowerment as far and wide as I possibly can. Because I truly believe that when the universe took me down, and then the universe built me back up. And everything that I have has been preparing. It became vitally clear that if I kept this information, I would just be selfish. And I 
my vision is to spread the word everywhere. So travel the world, um, have speaking engagements, get people involved in understanding that it doesn't matter where they are. It doesn't matter what their life is like. They have the full power. And those dreams and those wishes and those yearnings are the the parent that is guiding us and saying, here, this is where you belong. This is the gift that you're going to give to the world. This is your piece of the tapestry. Go, give it. So hopefully I will have made an impact in the world. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, that's awesome. I love it. So before I ask my final question, is there anything you want to touch on it and get to maybe some books, mentors, um, offers that you have for your business or anything maybe you want to talk about? <laughs> I know I could keep talking for hours, right? <laughs> so I'm just going to say, if you feel empty, if you feel a yearning that you know there's something more, if you feel overwhelmed and stressed, your body is talking to you. Your body is telling you what is happening inside. And that is your your signal to pay attention, rise up, and step into your greatness. That's beautiful. So my final question is, how can people reach you? Well, I believe I'm giving you uh, probably uh, all whole list of weights because, um, like I said, I want to be everywhere. So uh, Facebook, I have a Facebook group uh, under Rise Up Coaching as well as Unlearn the Crap. Uh, my Unlearn the Crap book is being released at the end of this month. And that would be on Amazon. It'll be around the world available. So I encourage everyone to go and get it. Um, I, if, when you go, you're going to see that there's some surprises, some gifts there. Um, I also have a gift here for all of your listeners. And that is a little bit of a cheat sheet on what we have been talking about, but it's in really basic, easy step one to understand. Brilliant. Thank you so much. And yeah, we'll definitely put all those in the show notes. And Dathy, I'm so grateful for your time today. It was so amazing to connect. Oh, I can do this for hours with you. Thank you so much. <laughs>